0: Welcome back to a special Saturday matinee edition of Heavy Pages Podcast. I decided to start the holiday season and this, the week of Thanksgiving, with a fun little episode about holiday movies that have to do with uh, divorce or relationships, because this movie that I'm going to discuss today has divorce in it, and it has, of course, it's a romantic comedy, so it has divorce, but it also has the happy ending. But anyway, I'm keeping it light for this week. So why don't we just get into it? And this Saturday matinee episode is for the movie When Harry Met Sally. I don't know if you have seen this movie. It's been out since 1989. It's been out since 1989. So if you haven't seen it yet, you definitely should go check it out because it is a classic, and it stars Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal, and also Carrie Fisher, may she rest in peace. I did not see this movie back in 1989. I actually saw it uh, quite a few years later, so I missed the hype about it, and somebody had told me, have you ever seen this movie? And I was like, I haven't. I probably hadn't seen it for a good 10 years after it came out. And once I saw it, I actually really loved it. And I am going to do a lot of spoilers, so if you have not watched it, I recommend you go watch it and then come back and listen to what I thought about it. Okay, that was my warning. Spoilers ahead. Okay, so let's get into it. The movie is basically about a couple, which uh, Meg Ryan is Sally and Billy Crystal is, is Harry. And they meet in college. They have a, like... 12 or 18 hour road trip uh, across a few states to after college and that's how they meet and they have some interesting conversations during that time harry was introduced to sally by a friend of sally's that harry was dating so you know it starts off where they're driving together and he you know makes some pretty morbid comments about just having a an interesting take on life And then he starts flirting with her and she's like, nope, sorry, I, you are dating my girlfriend and I'm not doing that. Or you're dating a friend of mine and, you know, she had boundaries up, which ever since the beginning, I will say I really liked Sally. She, she was smart. She had boundaries and she respected herself. So I really appreciated that about her character. So they get to New York, which is where their destination was. They decide they're not going to be friends because Harry says that you can't be friends with the opposite sex because it just causes drama because you always want to sleep with each other. No, the men always want to sleep with the women, which is possibly and probably true because, you know, men.
1: We are just going to be friends, okay? Great, friends, it's the best thing. You realize, of course, that we can never be friends. Why not? What I'm saying is, and this is not a come on in any way, shape, or form, is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends, and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I only think you do. You're saying I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. They do not. Do, too. They do not. Do, too. How do you know? Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to
0: nail him, too. I don't agree that a woman cannot be friends with a man, even if she does find him attractive, because it doesn't always have to be about making a relationship. It could just be about having that friendship and being able to bounce ideas off of us you know, somebody of the opposite sex. So I think that his thinking in that way is quite unfortunate and made him miss out on many great relationships because he couldn't get past the sex. And of course, this is a movie, but I'm going by what is said in the movie in my judgments. Okay. So they get to New York, they decide not to be friends. They disappear from each other's lives. New York is a big place, right? So Apparently they don't run into each other again until five years later when they run into each other at the airport and Harry happens to recognize the man that Sally is dating. And, you know, this is just a funny part of the movie, but basically um, Harry walks by uh, Sally making out with her new boyfriend and then he just sees him and he stops like staring at them making out because he's like, oh, I know this guy and wants to say hello, but... (laughs) It's just, wow, that's like super awkward. You just, oh, I want to say hi to him so let me just stop here and stare at them while they're making out and eventually they'll stop and then I can say hi. Yeah. It's a comedy or a romantic comedy so I guess it's allowed but super cringy. Then, uh, he doesn't specifically remember Sally at that moment but when they get on the plane together then he, they happen to be flying to the same place and he remembers her and then they sit down together and then they start talking and sharing about another thing that Harry says, which is.
1: Grace, and you're with Joe. Well, that's great. Great. You're together, what, three weeks? A month. How did you know that? You take someone to the airport, it's clearly the beginning of a relationship. That's why I have never taken anyone to the airport at the beginning of a relationship. Why? Because eventually things move on and you don't take someone to the airport. And I never wanted anyone to say to me, how come you never take me to the airport anymore?
0: So it's better for him not to do these things in the beginning, which, again, his way of seeing life is kind of, um, I don't know, I guess it works for him. But I kind of feel sorry for the women that he dates if this is kind of how his mentality is. Anyway, apparently Sally and her boyfriend had only been dating a month, but at the airport, they say they love each other, which I find a little bit too soon. She was, I guess, 26 at this time and he was a little older, but they never really said, but you assume he's either her same age or older. I don't know. This is just my opinion, but saying I love you within a month just seems like a red flag to me. Anyway, Harry is telling Sally that he's about to get married and she's kind of shocked because he has such a down opinion on life, but no, he's ready to marry. But then he also says that he's ready to marry because he's tired of the dating life and that's absolutely not a great reason to get married. You get married because you love somebody and because you want to spend your rest of your life with that person, not because, well, she's good enough and I'm just ready to get out of the dating world. And he didn't say she's good enough. He just said that he that was one of his reasons. But apparently he also loved the person. So, OK, good for him. Anyway, him and Sally uh, do not continue to be friends because the whole, you know, now that maybe they could be friends now that they have partners. Their partners might be jealous because the partners don't understand why two people of the opposite sex can be friends, and it could, prob- and it could cause problems, so, hey, we're not going to do that either. Okay. Then we fast forward to another five years ahead, and the movie reveals that Sally was actually with that guy for... Those five years. So that was pretty much a long relationship, but they had just broken up because they wanted two different things. She was ready to, you know, have a family and he was ready to not. And they just were not in the same page. So they broke up. And she's sharing this information to friends and being very mature and healthy about it. And she says, you know, this is all he could give and I respect that. And so we weren't meant for each other and they broke up. And definitely doesn't seem like she's having all the, you know, heartbreak struggles that many of us normally have about, you know, dealing with the breakup and dealing with the loss and feeling unworthy. She looks like she's handling it great. Good for her. And then we switch over to Harry, who is telling his friend that now his wife is breaking up with him. And what I found interesting was that she says, you know, the phrase that people always say, I love you or I'm not in love with you. Or actually, I think she tells him, I don't know if I ever loved you. And she tells him that she wants to get a separation, uh, that she says they can still date. And he's like, why would I want to date my wife? I got married so I wouldn't have to date. Which, you know, makes sense. But if you want to try and rebuild things, then you do that. You know, you do the things you need to do to try and fix a marriage. But he goes on to say that She tells him she's moving out. And next thing you know, movers show up. So she was really planning this. And then he finds out that not only was she planning it and she just dropped it on him, but also that she moved in with somebody else. So she was lying and she was cheating. And that, if you have listened to my podcast episodes in the past, you know that I absolutely, I'm sure like most people, am so against cheating. Why couldn't this person have just told him, I don't want to be with you anymore and break up? and do it that way. She has to wait till she's all set up and already has somebody else. I think that's a scummy thing. And so even though they never really introduced us to his wife, clearly she was scummy because she should have had the balls to break up with him and then move forward with her life, not set herself up in a whole new relationship, a whole new place to live, a whole new partner, and then break it off with him. Not cool. So anyway, he's obviously um, hurt about it because he loved her again. It was another five years for him and her relationship. And so they touch on that a little bit and then Harry and Sally run into each other again. And now they both have something to commiserate on about how their relationships did not work. You know, what happened with hers and what happened with his and he, uh, Harry actually mentions again to Sally that she looks so, you know, so strong and so well put together and that she has handled it well. And she's like, yeah, you know, cool. One thing that about Sally that they show is everything that she's doing to keep her mind off of what has happened. She seems to me like the type of person that, you know, blocks it all out. And so she's taking dance classes and... and uh, Um, you know, going shopping and redecorating and doing all sorts of things to keep her mind off of what has happened, which is good, but you also need to leave time to work through your pain, right? So she doesn't do that. And then, um, or they don't say if she does or doesn't, she just is filling her life with things to do. And Harry is having a little bit more of a hard time with it, but he's still um, out starting to date and, you know, see what's out there. And of course he starts dating and, you know, he tells Sally because they decide to become friends because now they have things to commiserate on and they don't have to, you know, worry about boyfriends and girlfriends fighting. And they also feel like they have matured enough to be able to have a a relationship as friends. So she, uh, Harry is telling Sally about a date he went on and how it was really uncomfortable. And she says, I understand, you know, it's going to be a hard time before you become able to be comfortable on the date, and even harder until even longer until you can sleep with somebody. And he's like, oh, I slept with her. Big shocker there, right? There's not that emotional need or connection for the men, or at least for this man. And he's like, yeah, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't love, you know, the date. But heck, yeah, I took advantage. If she was willing to, I'm going to sleep with her. The one thing that I hadn't mentioned was uh, Carrie Fisher. As I mentioned, she's in this movie, and she is Sally's good friend. <clears throat> the one thing about this woman is that she has, uh, she's dating someone, or... I don't know if you even call it dating because he's married and she knows he's married, but she keeps waiting on him to leave his wife for her. And she is snooping around his things and finds that he uh, bought his wife lingerie and and did, you know different husbandly things and she's all upset because he's not going to leave his wife. It doesn't really put her in a great light. Maybe back then it was kind of passable, but I don't think this character now would really go well over so well. She was nice and all that, but she was a home wrecker or trying to be. And, you know, that was unfortunate because it was hard to root for her knowing that she just would not let go of this married man, knowing that he's married. It's just, as you know, A cheater. I don't care for the cheaters, I don't care for the married cheaters, and I don't really care for the people they're cheating with if they know that they are with somebody who is cheating. (laughs) Did that make sense? Um, I am not of the opinion to blame the other person if the other person didn't know that that they were being lied to and the person they were with was married or in a long-term relationship because they didn't know that. And I think that when people deflect and go after that other person they need to keep it in the house and talk to their partner because the partner is the one who, if you're married made the commitment to you. So that's how I feel on that. But if the person that is being cheating, the person that is cheating on you and the person that they're cheating with knows that you are together, that's a whole different ball game. That person also very low morals don't care for that person. And they also uh, have blame. Now, Going back to uh, this character, I like her, but she has that very big character flaw. So, Harry and Sally decide to introduce their friends to each other because since they are just friends, maybe if Harry, you know, falls in love with Sally's best friend and Sally falls in love with Harry's best friend, then they can continue this friendship long term because they're all kind of connected. So, they do the dinner and they do the double date and it goes terribly um Even though Harry's best friend is a writer and Sally is uh, a journalist, they do not get along. And even though Harry is from New Jersey and uh, Sally's friend is from New Jersey, they really don't hit it off. But of course, when uh, Sally's best friend and Harry's best friend start chatting about something, they totally hit it off. So it ends up that they did create a couple, which I think still could help them stay close as friends, because if their best friends get together, then they're always going to be around those situations is my opinion right so they end up getting together and then while and then Harry and Sally decide to go and buy something for their housewarming because their best friends are moving in together they don't really say how long this span of time takes I really feel like all of this happens Uh, within a year. And we know this because they go shopping together one year for Christmas and then the next year Christmas comes around again. So they've definitely been friends for over a year or around a year. Anyway, uh, when they are doing the shopping, unfortunately for Harry, while he's doing something really silly, his ex-wife shows up with the new boyfriend. And what is surprising to me and I don't know that in real life this would happen, but um, his ex-wife comes up to him and says hello and introduces the man that she's with now. And Harry says hello and introduces Sally. But would that really happen in real life if I saw my ex while I'm out and we didn't just like we're right next to each other happen to just like bump in face to face? Would I purposely go walk over and say hello to him? Would he purposely come over and say hello to me? Obviously, it's a different dynamic because they didn't have kids together. They really had nothing that connected them. I do believe that probably my ex and I would have said hello to each other, depending on the situation, depending on... Well, I'm trying to think. I do remember running into my ex one time, like at Target or something. And I don't know if he came up to me, if I came up to him. I just know that we ran into each other. Um, And I was with my new partner and he was with his girlfriend. And I believe that we spoke and we were very um, amicable towards each other. But we have a child in common and we were still speaking to each other about child things. So we were in each other's lives in some form or fashion. So I'm not sure if you have no connection, if you would do that. And honestly, I don't think that it's cool that she did that because she's the one who broke up with him by cheating and then walks up to him with her partner. If Harry would have chosen to walk up to her, I think it's different because then it's showing, you know, you wronged me, but I'm going to be the bigger person. I find her walking up to him a little bit, I don't know, not cool on her part, but maybe that's just me. So then, of course, when they go to take the gift that they eventually buy to their friend's house, he is in a very funky mood. He's upset. Um, it brought back all of his feelings to the surface, and then seeing her um, new partner, Ira, she, he was not very thrilled about that. And the you know, their friends are arguing about a piece of furniture in a silly sort of way, and he starts saying,
1: it is fine. We started out like this, Ellen and I. We had blank walls, we hung things, we picked out tiles together. Then you know what happens? Six years later, you find yourself singing sorry with a fringe on top in front of Ira. We have to talk about this right now. Yes, I think that right now actually is the perfect time to talk about this because I want our friends to benefit from the wisdom of my experience. Right now, everything is great. Everyone is happy. Everyone is in love. And that's wonderful. But you got to know that sooner or later, you're going to be screaming at each other about who's going to get this dish. This $8 dish will cost you $1,000 in phone calls to so the legal firm of That's Mine. This is yours. Harry. Please.
0: So he was definitely you know, having a moment and then he leaves and Sally goes after him and she tries to tell him to, you know, relax, I guess, not allowing him to feel his feelings. And then he comes back at her saying, you know, that she feels nothing, that she's like a robot. She doesn't have any feelings and she's like, not really, you know, she's upset about it and she tells him rightfully, don't take your anger out on me. But he made a good point about her, you know, not even showing any emotions about whatever, pain if she's having any pain about her breakup anyway they do uh, he apologizes quickly and they make up which I found to be very nice that they fix their argument fairly quickly um, and nothing lingers it doesn't seem ugly and so I appreciate that that's a nice friendship to have then they kind of show the dynamic of how Harry and Sally are as friends and while they're both dating other people and you can kind of see where they're kind of checking out who they're with and wondering if who they who they each have chosen who each of them has chosen is, you know, a decent person, a decent partner. Um but it seems like what's interesting is that uh, Sally's best friend and her now partner hang out with Sally and her new boyfriend And separately with Harry and his new girlfriend. But, you know, the dynamic of them all being together has kind of not exactly worked out, I guess, how they were hoping. Either way, um, they just show a little bit of that dynamic. And then the next big important scene is when Harry, when Sally calls Harry, she's crying. She asks him to come over. He comes over and she's all upset and crying because she just found out that her ex-boyfriend is getting married.
1: And then... He said, I have some news. (laughs) She works in his office. She's a paralegal. Her name is Kimberly. (laughs) He just met her. She's supposed to be his transitional person. She's not supposed to be the one. (laughs) All this time, I've been saying that he didn't want to get married. But the truth is, he didn't want to marry me. He didn't love me. You could take him back right now, would you? No. But why didn't he want to marry me? What's the matter with me? Nothing. I'm difficult. You're challenging i'm too structured i'm completely closed off but in a good way no 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 i drove him away
0: she's finally letting herself feel everything that she never felt before but the interesting is is that she's crying and she's upset and it's not about him she takes it all on herself why wasn't i good enough what was wrong with me and why do we do that as women why do we do that We just weren't the right fit for them. It doesn't mean that we are no good. It doesn't mean that we are bad. But that's exactly where she goes. I'm difficult. I'm, you know, rigid. I'm unflexible. I'm this I'm that. She starts talking about all this negativity about her. But that's just the person that she is. And there's somebody out there that's going to love that about you. There's somebody out there. If that wasn't the person, that wasn't the person. But just because they've moved on and they've chosen somebody else doesn't mean that you suddenly are not valuable and worthy but unfortunately that is the way that many women go in these situations i did it myself i'm not going to lie obviously i started questioning myself and i already had terrible self-esteem so it's it's a normal place to go but it's an unfortunate place to go and you know i guess if you can't avoid going there then the best thing to do is to fight against those thoughts as quickly as possible and to remind yourself as quickly as possible that you are worthy and that you are awesome and that, you know, his decision is on him. It has nothing to do with you. So she's uh, leaning on Harry. Harry is there as her supportive friend. She's sad. She's crying. She's hugging him. And then, of course, the worst possible time in the world to have sex. But, of course, they do because it's a movie. And so they have sex. And right after, you see her all, you know, smiley and feeling, you know, the after-sex glow. And you see him with his eyes wide open, freaked out because, like, what just happened? And uncomfortable and nervous and clearly ready to escape. But she's like, um, they end up spending the night even though, you know, he doesn't want to, but she doesn't ask. She's just like, do you want to go to sleep? And he's like, okay. And so they turn off the lights. She goes to sleep all smiley and comfy. And he is like, you know, freaked out. Now, something I find interesting about this is why, why is she so happy and smiley? And it has to be because she was feeling extremely vulnerable and extremely, um, down on herself and feeling like he, like, She wasn't valuable. And then this person that she has feelings for, though she may not have recognized it specifically yet, um, sleeps with her, makes love to her, because that's how she's going to see it, obviously. And again, I feel like that's a little bit of a shame because that's what lifted her up. Some other man, you know, showing her this kind of attention that's how I read into it because she doesn't look exactly like she regrets it and she's happy about it. And she forgot all of the problems that she was having or all of the feelings that she was having earlier. And then he, on the other hand is like, you know, a deer in the headlights, like what the hell just happened? What am I doing here? Freaked out about it. So he wakes up the next morning, he leaves, he tells her that he's gonna, you know, he has to go to work and so does she, but that they'll meet for dinner that night when they leave when he leaves then suddenly she feels bad and she's like now she feels humiliated because like he ran off so maybe all that glow and feeling that she was having the night before maybe she was reading into it and it wasn't what it was and then he is also he calls his friend she calls her friend he calls his friend it's a really cute scene definitely watch it and they're talking about it and so she's feeling like he left he left so maybe what I thought was the cool thing is not a cool thing and she's back into her feelings and feeling um insecure about it and then he is kind of in shock that they slept together and he doesn't think that it was a good thing i'm not sure actually how well he articulates what he's feeling just that you know it happened and he's not sure about it so then they're both talking to themselves and saying
1: i'll just say we made a mistake Sally. it was a mistake Mm.
0: I just hope I get to say it first.
1: I hope she says it before I do.
0: That's probably not the way to handle it. Why does it have to be a mistake? Why couldn't they have just had a conversation about what does this mean? Let's talk about what it means. Does it mean something to you? Did it mean something to me? And then not just say it was a mistake, because basically in the, you know, in the scene, she gets to say it first and they're like, it was a mistake. And then they're done. That's it. They don't talk about it. It's like the elephant in the room. And you know that that is not going to go well for their relationship, their friendship, I should say. That's exactly what happens after that conversation. It doesn't look like they barely talk at all. Sally kind of cuts off communication. She is hurt. I don't think she felt like it was a mistake or if she did, she felt like more needed to be discussed about it. And she kind of cuts him off. She's very cold towards him when they need to talk to each other. And he is still trying to talk to her in his silly, friendly sort of way, but not really also acknowledging what happened between them. And so they get into a huge fight at the wedding
1: I don't see that, Harry. If anybody is the dog, you are the dog. You want to act like what happened didn't mean anything. I'm not saying it didn't mean anything. I am saying why does it have to mean everything? Because it does. And you should know that better than anybody, because the minute that it happens, you walk right out the door. I didn't walk out. No, sprinted is more like it. We both agreed it was a mistake. The worst mistake I ever made. What do you want from me? I don't want anything from you. Fine, fine, but let's just get one thing straight. I did not go over there that night to make love to you. That is not why I went there. But you looked up at me with these big weepy eyes. Don't go home tonight, Harry. Hold me a little longer, Harry. What was I supposed to do? What are you saying? You took pity on me? No, I was... Fuck you!
0: I totally, totally agree with her at this point, And she smacks the shit out of him, which is exactly what she needed to do. Because what a freaking asshole comment to say, Oh, I slept with you because you were crying, you were f- sad, and, you know... I took pity or, you know, I felt sorry for you. No, 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 not cool. And so after that, of course, she's even less interested in talking to him because, wow, that was an asshole thing to say. And that's a hard thing for her ego too because I know that they were friends and that she cared about him. And then for him to say that, oof, that one hurts, definitely. So then, you know, like I had said, it had been over a year and the year before they went together, uh, to New Year's Eve party and had a lovely time and um, they had decided that if they don't have dates for New Year's anymore that they could be each other's dates so there was no awkwardness well fast forward to the next year and they're fighting during New Year's but he calls her and he's like hey would you like to be would you like to go out with me for this date? You know, but not in a, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend type of way. He's just saying, remember when we said we'd be each other's dates and she cut him cold and says, no, I'm not going to be your consolation prize, which I thought was great of her. She was standing up for herself. I respect that she actually stood up for herself and, um, you know, gave herself the value that she deserved because she think he thinks, oh, we slept together. We had this fight, whatever. Hey, let's just go back to the way it was. I don't think so. So good for her on that. And then New Year's comes and, you know, he's he didn't do anything. She's at a party. He ended up not going. She's bored at the party or not happy anyway because she wants – she doesn't want to be there. And he starts walking around New York thinking and, you know, wondering what he wants to do and whatever, killing time. And then he realizes – He finally allows himself to realize that he loves Sally and he wants to be with Sally. So he goes running to the party and finds her. And when she sees him show up, you know, for a second she seems happy, but then she puts up that wall again. And again, I say good for her, you know, she is respecting herself. I know that she's hurt, but I think that, you know, she shows strength. Of character which I do appreciate and then he comes up to her and he tells her that he loves her and she's like
1: I've been doing a lot of singing the thing is I love you what I love you how do you expect me to respond to this how about you love me too how about I'm leaving doesn't what I said mean anything to you I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here, tell me you love me, and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way.
0: And then he goes into this beautiful spiel about why he loves her, which honestly is super cute and super romantic. And I loved it. Uh, You know, he convinces her in a real way that he... Knows her and that he loves her and that he gets her. And so, you know, they end up together. It's really cute. I loved it. I believe that their relationship has a future because of everything that they went through and because they grew up um, as as friends and because obviously they were older and more mature when they got together. Even though it's not specifically a divorce story, it is kind of a relationship story and, you know, breakups and getting back togethers and showing your worth. So that is why I chose it for um, this week's uh, Saturday matinee movie. And I, I hope that it made you Think about it in a different light if you have already seen the movie. And I hope that if you haven't seen the movie, you went and watched it and then listened to this and kind of agree with my points. And one other thing that I'm going to mention is they do very um, cute little like intermissions of many different couples talking about how they met and how they got together. And it's cute, but a couple of them are really cringy. Like one of them is a couple that... The husband divorced the wife, then he had three other wives, and then he dated somebody else. And then they ran into each other at somebody's funeral, and he he hit on her again, and then they got back together. And I question that woman's thought process to have divorced a man, or maybe he divorced her and left her for somebody else, goes through three other women, two other marriages, and then she takes him back. I don't get it. Anyway, those extra little bits of relationships are really cute. I enjoyed seeing them peppered in there. I definitely, as I said before, recommend watching this movie if you have not seen it before. And I hope that you like this review and thanks for listening. And I hope you have a super duper Thanksgiving and I will catch you on the next one. Goodbye for now. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate subscribe, and maybe share with others. And please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. I'll see you next week.